Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some protect your neck news. Next, we'll discuss the impact of ChatGPT is having on college courses. Then finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story is a troubling one from CyberScoop. According to researchers, operators of critical infrastructure companies are not updating the default password on internet-connected devices that are connected to industrial systems. So there are a number of devices that have the password admin1234. These default passwords make it easier for criminal hackers to get into these important systems. According to Reuters, FTX, the cryptocurrency exchange currently in bankruptcy, has announced that criminal hackers have stolen over $300 million from its international exchanges and $90 million from its U.S. exchanges since the company has declared bankruptcy. In other crypto news, the Department of Justice announced the arrest of a Russian founder of cryptocurrency exchange Bitslato Limited. He's being charged with running a business that has transmitted illicit funds without meeting U.S. anti-money laundering requirements. The company is alleged to have helped criminals profit from ransomware attacks and drug trafficking. According to reporting from the Washington Post, Bitsalato has received $2.5 billion in cryptocurrency since 2019. According to blockchain data firm Chain Analysis, more than a quarter of that has come from illicit sources. The Treasury Department has identified the Conti Ransomware Group as the biggest beneficiary from the company's service. This is the first public enforcement action led by the Department of Justice's National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team which was announced in October of 2021. Along with the arrest, the Treasury Department's Financial Crime Enforcement Network has issued an order that identifies Bitslato as a primary money laundering concern in connection with Russian illicit finances. The order effectively cuts off the exchange from the U.S. financial system. Facebook's parent company Meta has filed a lawsuit in federal court against AI company Voyager Labs. Meta is accusing Voyager of scraping Facebook users' data and then selling the data to their customers. Some of these customers include the LAPD. According to Meta's complaint, Voyager created more than 38,000 fake Facebook profiles and used its surveillance software to scrape the data of more than 600,000 users' viewable profile information. These alleged actions are in violation of Facebook's terms of services. The complaint also alleges that Voyager included the scraped data in its surveillance software. The company then licensed and sold the software to its clients. We also have some protect your neck news. During this segment, we'll be talking about current scams that you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cybersecurity incident report rolled all into one.
Oracle released 327 new patches for security vulnerabilities. 63 vulnerabilities are remotely exploitable without authentication, and 19 have been listed with a critical severity rating. If you or your company are using Oracle software, it's important that you apply these updates as soon as possible. According to Bleeping Computer, cybercriminals are setting up fake websites, a popular free software like VLC Media Player and 7-Zip File Extractor. The fake websites are used to get unsuspecting victims to download malicious software. What's even more troubling is that these criminals are advertising these fake sites on Google search results. It's important that you check the URLs of every download source for free software. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. So now on to our main story. ChatGPT has been making a lot of headlines recently. The AI tool was released in November of this year by OpenAI, and it's a chat box that explains concepts and generates ideas in simple sentences. Recently, college students have been using it to write their papers. According to the New York Times, this has forced professors to change how they teach. The issue is that this generative artificial intelligence is very good at responding to short prompts, and people have taken advantage of this by creating poetry, fiction, and now even homework. But ChatGPT is not the only AI tool available. Google and Stable AI each have their own generative AI tool. In response, Rutgers University and George Washington University have already taken steps to get rid of take-home and open-book assignments. Other schools are attempting to stop plagiarism by using their own software to help them detect AI-generated text. But this brings up a number of questions. What should schools actually be doing? Why don't they just simply ban generative AI tools? That may ultimately be the solution. But because these tools are so new, I think schools want to know how these tools will develop and evolve before taking such a big move. And what about students? Don't schools' normal rules on ethics and student honor codes already address the use of AI writing your homework? This tool presents interesting moral and ethical issues that we will continue to have to grapple with. Our final segment today is our Cybersecurity Awards. I have one award that I want to hand out, and it's the DJ Khaled Congratulations, You Played Yourself Award. Adobe released a security patch in February of 2022 to address a critical mail template vulnerability. According to Security Week, to address the vulnerability, Adobe removed smart mail templates and replaced the old mail templates in their software. However, some vendors and users reverted back to the original functionality of the software causing them to be exposed to the critical vulnerability that Adobe had previously patched. So in other words, people have been bypassing Adobe's security patches. Changes made in software can be frustrating for users, but these patches serve a real purpose. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.